Welcome to Rebrand, I mean, Rework, a podcast by Basecamp about the better way to work and run your business. I'm Waylon Wong. And I'm Sean Hildner, and I totally understand how you got confused on the name, because this week we're talking about rebranding. If you are a Basecamp customer, or maybe you just watch the website from time to time, you might have noticed a new look. We redesigned the website and introduced a brand spanking new logo. Today on the show, Basecamp CEO Jason Freed and marketing designer Adam Stoddard talk about why it was time for a change and how they approached it. Now, a lot of companies go through a long and expensive process to redesign a brand identity. Basecamp did things differently, dare I say, casually. We'll kick things off talking to Jason Freed. I think first things first, can one or both of you, since this is a podcast, describe the old logo and then describe the new logo for listeners who might not be aware? The old logo was based on a logo that I actually think Ryan designed back in 2004. It was like a mountain, basically in a snow globe. That was the idea. And then when we launched Basecamp 3, we just threw a face on it. And the funny thing is the reason we threw a face on it was because we had to differentiate between Basecamp 2 and Basecamp 3, I think in the launch pad, which is like the place where you log in and you get all your different accounts. And or it was like to differentiate a beta for whatever. It was kind of like a temporary thing. Let's just throw a face on there so we can tell one from another. And then it kind of stuck. We're like, well, if you look at a face long enough, it's smiling back at you. You're like, we should probably just keep this. It's pretty nice. So we just kind of kept it. And then... Um, It was still a mountain in the snow globe. I think we'd flattened it out once before. We kind of it was a little bit more three D way back in the day. But basically, green mountain against a blue sky in a snow globe. Yeah, there was like a lot of gradients. Like the blue sky in the snow globe was sort of a gradient, light blue to slightly darker blue, and the mountain had a few different greens in it. And Adam, do you want to describe the new logo? Yeah, yeah, sure. The new logo came from a concept that Jamie had many years ago. Jason, do you know when that first? I mean, it was sometime in Basecamp too. Yeah, we actually used that logo kind of in Basecamp 2. We launched something called Basecamp Personal, which was a one, like you pay once. I think it was 29 bucks. I don't remember exactly the number now, but you paid once and you could use it forever. And it was like you could buy a project at a time. And we used that logo for that, but that sort of didn't last. So the logo had sort of been around, but it sort of went away after we stopped doing Basecamp Personal. So that was, yeah, Basecamp 2 era. Right. So yeah, we we revived it for this, and it's uh, still the same snow globe and mountainscape inside, but it's reduced to a simple shape in the form of a paperclip. The idea being that Basecamp holds all of your stuff, much in the way that a paperclip holds stuff together. I guess this would be a good time to back up and explain why even make a change. I'd say there's a few reasons. One was it just felt time. It's like, let's get a new wardrobe kind of feeling. You know, it's like we've been using this basic shape, basic color, basic setup for a long time now. And that doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong with it. It's actually, it was really distinctive and nice, but it just felt like it was time for a change. Like, let's renovate the kitchen. Let's like, the kitchen works fine, but let's get a new kitchen and let's just kind of do something fresh. So there's that. The other thing though, was that I felt like there was a bit of a disconnect. We've always been an opinionated company, and we used to basically host our opinions under 37 Signals, which was what we used to be called. And that logo was sort of this really abstract dot-based logo. It's actually like a human form looking at you with its hand raised saying hello, but no one knew that. Really? Yeah. I'm learning yeah. that for the That's first kind of time. the really abstract version of it. It's like it was 
this place, this company where we could say what we wanted and poke the industry and sort of, in some ways, offend some sensibilities in terms of like how people run businesses. And we kind of just have always been a little bit pokey, let's say. And that kind of worked under 37 Signals. But when we changed the name of the company to Basecamp and kind of went all in on Basecamp and had this smiley face logo, it's kind of weird to have an attitude with a smiley face logo. It just didn't kind of, there's like a disconnect. And it was sort of okay, but it still felt like we were trying to still punch at the industry a bit, but it didn't feel like it made any sense anymore underneath that brand. Generally speaking, on on kind of multiple fronts, it's fairly inflexible, both from kind of an emotional standpoint. You know, it, it's hard to modulate the emotional state when you have this like plastered smiley face on something. <laughs> you know, it's like, we lost all your files. Ha ha. Like, um, hopefully that we don't do that. But, you know, it's uh, it's really inflexible from from that perspective. But it's also very inflexible from a production standpoint. It's multiple colors already, um, so it's hard to reduce to one color. It's hard to invert. There's a lot of a fair amount of detail in it, so it's hard to make very small. It's just something that we kind of fight with, as opposed to just kind of doing what we needed to do when we needed to do it. From queer eye, you know, Jonathan talks about like when the clothes wear you versus you wearing the clothes, and it's I felt like we're kind of getting into that kind of situation where the the logo is wearing us, not the other way around. So I think what we've tried to do here is to sort of simplify, keep the spirit of the the snow globe and the mountain for those who know, but it gives us, it's it's more of a, a simplified shape. So it gives us, a, I think, a chance to to return to our roots. I think those two things, it was, let's time, let's do something new. And also there's a disconnect between how we act and talk and how we were represented in logo form. Adam, can you talk about um, how the yellow got introduced, flipping the color scheme? Yeah, um, so... <sighs> We wanted to change things up on that front as well. And at least for my part, I was, you know, kind of happy to break away from the camping pastiche, you know, where it's all these very earthy colors with the blue and the green and the beige. And so the beige stayed as a, as a point of consistency uh, with where we were, but I wanted to kind of step away from the, that very kind of earthy look and feel, you know, yellow is, um, it's a really nice color in that it's uh, it has a very kind of fresh and sunny feeling to it, uh, and it works really well with the rest of the color scheme. That's that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam hit on a good point too, which is that sometimes you know we did the Basecamp logo back in two thousand four, or maybe we did it in two thousand three. Basecamp as a word wasn't really used. I mean, there's the real Basecamp, right? But it wasn't really used that frequently. A lot of brands hadn't adopted it. But now there's a Garmin Basecamp, and there's I, saw, I was just REI this weekend. There's like they use the word Basecamp in their tents, and a lot of people use Basecamp, and inevitably all the logos are mountainy. And so there's a point where it just gets crowded. And it's time to just break away and move on from that, just simply to move away from the pack so you don't look obvious. You know, we didn't look at, I mean, maybe Adam did. I I shouldn't say we didn't, but we didn't look at like lots of shades of yellow. We didn't put a bunch of Pantone clips or chips on the the table and pick one. It's like, this is a happy, fresh color. This feels good. It's punchy. And uh, it, it just felt like it worked. And because we don't have rules necessarily for how to do like we could decide that maybe we want to go with red in six months like i don't know it's not that big of a deal in in a sense we find things that we like you know you know it's um if you look at the website it's probably a more accurate representation of like where that particular color sits in the hierarchy it's not you know really the main colors are black and white yellow and beige are accent colors within that and yeah absolutely that accent color might change in six months, it might change in a year, it might change in five years. 
The other thing I think we wanted to do was move away from um, – this is more of a website design thing, but it touched to logo a little bit. Move away from this illustration style, which is uh, which has served us well. But again, it's sort of like everyone has illustrations. Everyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> and while the lo- the old logo wasn't like illustrated in that style, it, because it had gradients and it just kind of felt like it was from that era in a sense. So moving away from that was was nice too. Um, and And also – Adam, as you just said, like the black and white is really the primary, I mean, it's not really, those aren't colors, but the primary color scheme, which is kind of a throwback to 37 Signals way back in the day when it was, we launched 37signals.com, which is black and white. And then throughout the years, we used some color sparingly reds and blues and black and white then. And it's a little bit of a throwback to just like getting in and like we tightened up the copy and we, I think we tightened up our pitch and it's sort of remembering sort of the sharp angles we had in copywriting and, and, and point of view and bringing that back. And then yellow is more the accent. It was more the website redesign and just a, a reset on our uh, visual approach and language. And the logo was actually part of that. Had we just slapped the new logo on the old site, it wouldn't have felt right. And I felt like the logo was like 5% of our effort and the, the website was 95%. And that's really, to me, that's really what really matters, which is like, how we communicate the product, how we show the product, um, how we structure the way people find the product, how we change the pricing table, all these things that we did. That's really, to me, the more interesting side of things. And of course, that's the stuff that most people ultimately won't comment on as much. Yeah. And the 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 overall website redesign, it was really kind of reorienting everything around what we're really good at, which is copywriting. And so it's it's now this this vessel for copywriting first and foremost. Uh, instead of kind of getting bogged down in visual style or illustrations or other things, it's just copy in your face. <laughs> copy and product shots. Yeah. I think like we're trying to bring you some imagery back is, is important, but let's just show yeah, the, product. It's the product. Yeah. Yeah. It's the product. So I think that's, that was the, that was the main focus of this whole project. And is the timing thing a matter of gut for you? I don't, to me, it just felt like it's like, let's explore this. I posted something, Adam, do you know when this was like a year ago or eight months or something? Yeah, it was uh, at least six months ago. Yeah. I just kind of felt like, let's just, I don't know, let's explore something. So it was more like, let's explore something as we typically do. Like if we find something we like, we just kind of run with it versus like, well, let's explore 50 other things and then come back. I I don't know. I, I feel like you can spend a lot of time doing that and not get anywhere. Although that's not also not fair because maybe you could spend a lot of time and get somewhere even better. Certainly. And I think we'll just save the, that one for another time. We'll, we'll do something else and explore this maybe another few years or five years or who knows, we'll go down another road. Um, but for now, I think this, this, this feels pretty good. You look at the way other companies do rebrands and they're these really long, exhaustive processes. They cost a lot of money. Often outside consultants are brought in and you have white papers and it's kind of is this like endless exploration process, Jason, I think that you had had talked about. And clearly we didn't do that here. Is that kind of like a conscious thing? Well, we've never really done that. We've always just sort of made something that we liked and moved on. I don't know. I, I'm a bit averse to the standard rebrand ceremony, which is um, a lot of companies will typically go outside, outside the firm and hire uh, an agency. Pentagram is the one that everyone seems to want to hire, right? And they, and they go and they hire this agency and they, and they write a check for quarter million bucks or a million bucks or whatever. And, you know, and, and then they write up the big long post about it and how it's supposed to evoke this and evoke that. And, and I don't know, I always find it whenever I, I read those, I, I don't read them anymore. But when I used to read them, I was just like, yeah, come on, 
it's just like I get it. Like, okay, it's I like it. I like the way it looks. I get I get your point, but we don't need to take ourselves so seriously. It's just a mark. And different people will have different points of view on how serious you should take a mark and the whole thing. I, I've just felt like you should feel good about it. It should feel like it represents you in a way and um Everyone should be happy with it and it should look cool and it should reduce this in different sizes and it should be flexible. Like those are the kinds of things versus like it has all this deep meaning behind it. Anyway, I just find those things to be very precious, these these uh, these write-ups. And, and it, it's it's sort of, I think, kind of a way to justify an expense. Like this cost a million bucks. Therefore, like let me tell you how important it is. It's probably not that important. I've always been averse to these kind of, you know, overly hand-wringy kind of uh, explanations by and large consumers aren't going to consciously think of any of those things. Um, and it's, it's, it's just not that important at the end of the day. We just put ours out there. So we just like changed it, um, changed it, like launched a new website and then also just changed the logo everywhere. We had the logo and, um, a lot of people spoke up about it, which is great. But everyone was like, where's the write-up? I can't believe you haven't explained this. And it's like, well, there's not much to explain. It's a new logo we like. Like, there's <laughs> not – why do we have to explain it? I mean, I'm going to write up a post this week about it a little bit, just something. But why does it have to come with an explanation? Why can't we just change it? And I just find it to be funny. It's mostly like who's saying this is mostly designers who expect those kinds of things, um, which I – again, like – People want to know why. I don't hold anything against them for wanting to know why, of course. Like it's people are curious about it. But the expectation is there's going to be this big write-up with this big team and like we're going to show a bunch of uh, sketches on on paper of like, you know, 50 different directions and and we're going to show like a picture of a, of a meeting room with a bunch of post-it notes and like, no, it's more like we want a new logo is time for the two reasons I, I mentioned to you. And we're playing around with some stuff and then we kind of reach into the back catalog and realize we kind of had something we liked that we used a few years ago and we all felt like it was pretty good and it was flexible and interesting. And so we went with it. Adam touched it up. We, we tightened it up a little bit. We changed some proportions and changed some, some line weight and stuff and kind of got it right. And uh, we launched it. I mean, do you think that people expect the big write-up or the the explanation, not only because it's what most brands do, but because you've made a reputation for being a commentator and a thinker about design? Yeah, I think someone mentioned that. So there's this site called Under Consideration. I think that's what it's called. They kind of review logo redesigns. And one of his comments was, Basecamp says, like, explains themselves very clearly when they do things. And I'm surprised there's been no explanation about this because that's the, that's the reputation we have. And um, there's a couple of reasons why we didn't want to do that. First of all, I don't want to draw any additional attention to the w- new website, which, which we launched at the same time, because we kind of wanted to see what traffic would do without any announcements. So even like a logo announcement is an announcement. So we're kind of holding off for that reason to begin with. And also, there's just not a whole lot to say. But yeah, I, I suppose people do expect that. And we'll give them something. It's just uh, there's not much to say is the, is the truth. And I feel like uh, in most cases, uh, these logos would be better announced with fewer words just like here's something we we changed this from this here's why we like it we don't need to justify that we had 50 people working on it and we spent this and we hired this firm like here's our new logo and we hope you like it we do and you'll start seeing it on our stuff and that's that I, i don't think there's much more to say this kind of relaxed attitude that we've brought to the redesign process i assume that carries over into the process of reacting or not to what everyone else has to say about it. Because like, I don't know, people have so many feelings and they're tweeting them at you constantly. 
Yeah, I don't, Adam, I don't, how do you feel about that? I have my own opinions, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't really um, pay much attention to to the reactions. Um, I mean, talking about logo redesigns is like a sport amongst designers. <laughs> so, like, you have to kind of take it as that. It just isn't that important at the end of the day. So, yeah, it, it, it doesn't really influence me one way or the other. Yeah, I think people just get used to stuff, too. So... Yes. If we change the logo in five years... People will be like, oh, wait, 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 don't change it. Yep. I loved the, the the paperclip thing. Well, remember back when we launched it, you didn't like it. Like, it's just people will get used to these things. And, and it's totally cool to be a commentator and throw your throw your opinion in the ring and go, hey, you know, here's my punch and, and uh, here's what I think. And, you know, the line weight's not right or like whatever. Like, you know, people come up with all these things. The proportions are weird. Or I don't get it. Like, if I, if I didn't know what the mountain was, I wouldn't get it. And it's like, that's okay. Like, you know, there's a lot of symbols that don't really make a whole lot of sense, but that are a brand symbol and that's what it becomes. So I've also just grown thick skin just being on the receiving end of a lot of opinions over the years, just about what we say and how we act and the whole thing. And so it, it doesn't bother me. I mean, it's, it's flattering in a sense to see that people care, obviously, but then it's funny to read sort of the academic criticisms of something that we just happen to like. We don't see it as an academic exercise. So it's weird to get academic feedback on it, you know? Just like, no, it's a fun thing that we made. We're happy with it and we like it, and that's that's that. Rework is produced by Waylon Wong and me, Sean Hildner. Our theme music is Baroque by Design by Clipart. You can find our redesigned website in the same place our old website was at basecamp.com where you can sign up to try our software for free. The website for our show is rework.fm. You can reach us on Twitter at Rework Podcast or leave us a voicemail at 708-628-7850. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Leave us a review, unless you have something mean to say, in which case, keep it to yourself, because my skin isn't as thick as Jason's. 